Hey Chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker and fermentation expert Pat Heiss, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky-grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non-chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information. Not some magical recipe or who Shane's great-great-grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com. Hey there, I'm Martin Marquesson, the Highland Park Senior Brand Ambassador. Coming right at you here at this fantastic Cask Chasers podcast. So I do, I'm not sure if we want to get into the 15 or something else in a second, but um, especially for our listeners that maybe haven't had Highland Park before, I do want to take a minute and kind of talk through some of the notes that we're getting with the 25 that we just had, because they they really are spectacular. And and before, I mean, first off, it's a dream to walk through a tasting of the 25, a gift for my wife, you know, there's something special when you can connect a whiskey to something special. And my wife is very special. Um, I don't want the best woman on the planet, maybe. Um, no offense to any other woman out there, but she's, I'd, I'd, you know. I'd vouch for that for Dana. Dana's um, pretty awesome. But to, but to taste one of the most, you know, heartfelt gifts I've ever gotten with someone in, like you, Martin, that would be a great, but to walk through a tasting would be fantastic. For me, and I'm not going to walk, th- if you could walk us through like a tasting, that would be amazing. For me, Highland, the 25 is every every note, and, and I mean, if you're writing music and you look at every note of a song, you know what I mean? Um, I think of like Pink Floyd, you know, Comfortably Numb, the second solo. Every I can think of every note, you know, when he does that. You know, he, he he's picking off the same note like three times, like every piece of that 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 specific piece. Like you can visualize it; it's that. Specific. I can see it. Yeah. The twenty five for me, and I've had the thirty. I've I've been lucky enough to have forty. I've been I've had I've had a plethora. The twenty five for me amplifies every note that Highland Park stands for, and that's my opinion, and that's what I love about it so much. And don't get me wrong; they're they're all amazing. So that's how I think about it. So it's that special to me. But can we kind of talk through what the twenty five is? And I and I, I have I, the twenty I love that. And, and, and I have the twenty eighteen. That's the one I have here. Yeah. Well, uh, let me just see the batch number on this one here. Yeah, uh, mine is the uh, eighteen as well. So that's um, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. We're quite um, quite on the same path here. Um, and 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 you know it's. Um, going to be a pleasure uh, to um, go through this. It's uh, It's been a while since I had the um, the 2018 edition, simply because we um, mm. we launched a new one. Right. But, um, we, we, you know, even though uh, people out there can't see us, um, one thing I always like people to do is to take a very, very good look at the color. Because mm-hmm. um, the color in a whiskey, you know, that um, that's very, very important because it tells us absolutely nothing 
But, uh, <laughs> but, it's true. But yeah, and, and, and the reason I'm saying that, you know, you, you have all these fantastic distillers in Scotland and, and a lot of them are not owned by, um, by uh, Scottish companies, but uh, English, Japanese, uh, French, whatever it can be. And a lot of the companies today will add caramel to, uh, to the whiskey so they can change the color. Uh, one thing about Highland Park, Highland Park is owned by Scottish people. Mm. And caramel costs money, so we know that that will not be added to my <laughs> pump. That's, 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 that's wait, all wait, the wait. natural color. What, what are we saying about Scottish people there, Martin? Yeah. Well, we, we say they have very, very deep pockets and very short arms. So, <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's the only thing. Um, no, but, but the thing is, every, every, you know, all the color in any Highland Park we make will always come from, from the oak uh, we're using, so from the cask we're using. But when we nose this fantastic um, uh, Highland Park here, there's first of all there's a fantastic sweetness coming out, almost kind of uh, a naughty um, Christmas uh, Christmas cake uh, coming out. There's some there's some raisins that um, um, you know that that fresh raisins coming out as well. Dates. There's a bit of chocolate. Um, but there's also a, a bit of power to it in, 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 in the sense of a bit of spiciness. Mm -hmm. There's not too much, there's not too much peat on the, um, uh, on the nose, but uh, that's because we are going a little bit of an alcohol here. But when it comes to the flavor and here, um, I'm not, tr I'm not uh, trying to make you do what I did when I started my career. I had a mentor um, and you, you, Pretty sure you all heard about him, uh, Jim McEwen. That, uh, <laughs> Had the pleasure of meeting you know, him. Vague, vaguely familiar. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I worked with Jim for uh, you know quite a lot, and and Jim was the first one that said to me, "Well, you need to show whiskey respect." So um, if it's if it's a twelve year old, keep it in your mouth for twelve seconds. If it's an eighteen year old, keep it in your mouth for eighteen seconds, and so on. And, and I believed him and I followed that rule for a lot of years, probably too many, uh, until we released a 64-year-old. Uh, that was the last time I did it. <laughs> Couldn't feel my That's... mouth for a week. Afterwards, so, but, uh, that sounds, that but, sounds like but, you were hazed. Yeah, no, but, it, but, but what I always like people to do is not just to get the, the whiskey into your mouth and then swallow it right away. No, I want people to, to chew it and, and get mm. it around. Um, feel the uh, you know the, the exact mouthfeel and when you do that with with the 25 year old it fills everything you have in your mouth it completely puts um a layer over your tongue with sweetness it's sour it's salty you know everything comes out and then uh, you'll get some nuttiness you'll get marzipan coming out you get these beautiful dry fruits um, and then suddenly you'll, you'll get rolling from the back of your tongue. You get a very, very gentle wave of peat, of honey, bit of smoke coming out, not bonfire, uh, not, um, not heavy peat. It's just there lingering your, your mouth and, and, and it's just unbelievable. And at the end, 
very warming. Uh, and, and I always said, you know, we have a place in Orkney called the Cliff of Jesnaby, which is, you know, when you stand there and you look across the Atlantic Ocean, if you have very, very good eyes or a glass of uh, 25-year-old Highland Park, you will see Canada. Uh, it, it's... it's um, but you need you need more than a glass to see Canada. I was going to say. <laughs> but it, it's one of these places, you know, it's always windy and the wind comes in and it's, oh. But if you get a glass of this, it will just warm you up and it, it, it makes you, you feel good. Um, I've always been a huge fan of our 25-year-old. And um, um, until we released that 21, it was definitely my favorite together with the 18, depending on, yeah, how big my, my 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 wallet was at the moment, but but then the uh, the twenty one came out and and I think the twenty one uh, had you know a, a fantastic balance. So I was there, but I always kind of went back to the twenty five, and, and uh, it will always be uh, uh, you know one of the the whiskies that I'll sit back and I can I can honestly tell you know I'm I'm sitting here now and again and I'm I'm a huge fan of Liverpool, and I sit here and and you know. Can pour me a dram uh, when 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 the game starts and uh, you know suddenly I you know look at the glass it's half time I haven't even sipped it yet I'm just sitting there nosing yeah it. it's, it's just amazing and it's um, and I think that's what whiskey is all about and and you know uh, enjoy the moment you have with it and and that's what I always tell people you know I, I don't care how you drink your whiskey as long as you enjoy it and and for me for me nosing the whiskey and and um, and feeling it is uh, is a huge part of it uh, than just drinking it and, and so on. So it's a huge, it, it, a lot of enjoyment in whiskey. Yeah. It took me, Martin, two months to open this bottle. Um, yeah. I was so scared to open it to lose it. Um, yeah. And the very first time I opened it, I forced. I I, I I talked to Alan Brody, and I was like, "Man, I'm so scared to open." He's like, "They're going to make more." They're going to make more. They're going to make more. Just open it. The first time I opened it, I had it at our first live event and with a group of people. There's a picture of me on Facebook, you know, doing a toast with it. And half the bottle was taken down that night. And I only got one glass. And I joke around about that all the time. But honestly, I couldn't I couldn't have it any other way because I was so happy to see everyone else get to take part of something that I found so special um, yeah. and amazing and everyone was just blown away by the flavor and then it's just I think and I think that's kind of what it's about to your point it's about the flavor profile it's about what's in the bottle and and yeah I agree the 21 is fantastic but the 25 t- is my favorite and not because yeah. of flavor but because of the emotion and the psychology behind it There's, and the event yeah it's it's crazy because so I remember exactly the event that you were just talking to and I I remember you like slowly opening up the bottle with this look on your face, like I'm excited and terrified, but yeah. we're just going to plunge into it. And you know, that was a meaningful event for us I for mean, that's what's a couple of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but then think about being me, you know, uh, traveling around the world doing tastings. I get that smile on people's yeah. faces all the time. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm working for, for a great brand. We have a great, great team. But one of the things that still drives me after uh, 33 years in the industry is simply to uh, to see people's face and and you know how how they enjoyed and uh, you know sitting there watching the uh, the glint in their eyes their smile and you don't even sometimes 
you, you don't even have to say anything. You just pour them a dram and you look at them and so on. And, the, and one of the, the things I really enjoy is um, when we have people coming to our stand at different fairs saying, ah, I don't really like whiskey. And I, I pour them. <laughs> Put them in 18 or I put them in 25 and said, are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. And then, you know, they get this dram and I said, well, you take, just like I did here, just take them through a few notes, not uh, diving deep into it, just, you know, can you feel the sweetness? Can you, and then suddenly you just see a little smile and, 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 uh, a little wink with their eye and say, "Well, I actually, I actually do drink whiskey." Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I do. You know, I. Yeah, yeah. We talk about whiskey as being a four-dimensional spirit a lot, meaning you know that that last element is time, and because you need time as uh, an ingredient in making good scotch, right? Um, yeah. But also in the ways that the flavors that you nose and taste in a scotch can bring back such specific memories. And yeah. to that end, I kind of want to share a very specific memory that this one just made me think of as we were nosing through it. Um, when you were talking about the sweetness and kind of the nuttiness on the nose, you know, it's funny because I at first I got like thick chocolate frosting almost, like yeah, take yeah, the top yeah. of the lid off and, and just right in there. But then when we started talking about the nuttiness of it, I picked up on this very specific note that I went hunting for, right? And... um it, it reminded me of this apple cinnamon cake that I made for my dad after is a bit of a, a bit of a story. It was after his second heart attack. Right. And so I was down visiting with my folks after, after the second heart attack and he survived, he's doing really well. But you know, in the weeks following a major medical event like that, you know, you're clicking into your diet. You're making sure you're not drinking, like you're not drinking, you're not taking any more sugar into your diet. You're very careful about what you put into your body because your heart is recovering from that. And I'm not a baker, <laughs> but it happened to be, you know, close to uh, my mom's birthday. And to make sure that we could still celebrate together, I looked up this like sh- basically sugarless, heart-friendly apple cinnamon cake that uh, yeah. I tried my best. <laughs> to make for the birthday so we could all celebrate together and i'm not kidding man that it was that specific of a scent and a memory that came back just from nosing this and it's it's powerful yeah yeah no, but I, I i completely agree with you um uh, I, I think i think especially the um you know the whiskey industry and the stories we tell but also the memories that um uh, that we leave with people, you know, wh- where they had this sp- specific dram or uh, moments they had with whiskies. Um, one of my absolutely favorite moments were I, I was w- w- working with uh, John McClellan at um, Haven Distillery some years back. And after a long day of work, uh, we went out to the pier and we had uh, uh, a dram of 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 Bonahaven twelve year old and you know Bonahaven twelve year old is fantastic, but you know when you when you have this moment where the sun was going down, all these flies and midgets was was killing us, but uh, we had it in our whiskey as well. It was just a moment that um, every time, and I'm a huge fan of Bonahaven as well. Every time I have a glass of Bonahaven, no matter what age it is, brings me right back to that pier and and. Um, and make me think of 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 the late John McClellan, which was absolutely amazing as well. 
He was fantastic, yeah. man. Great whiskey. Yeah. I had the same, almost the same story with a Coila 12-year um, in the Highlands. Um, when I heard the word midge, midges and then learned what they were in the same day, um, nasty little animals. My wife was telling me, I'm like, what are these, like fairies that fly? And she's like, I was talking to somebody on, a, on the train and they were like, they're not fairies, trust me. They do, they, they bite though. Um, but yeah. I had the Coyola 12 and the Coyola 12, you're, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's a great, it's a good whiskey. It's nothing, you know, a fantastic, like it's not mind blowing, but for me, it's special because I had it in the Highlands, Isla specifically, um, Isla Sky actually. Um, and yeah. it just adds a piece to that, you know, it adds a, a depth to it. And I, again, that's when I tell people, if you're going to buy, you know, people will say, I want to buy a special whiskey for someone. And I say, you know, what, what do you suggest? And I say, you know, this, this, or this. But then I always add to that and have it with them. You know, if you're going to buy that special whiskey as a gift, make sure you're having that with them because that's yeah. going to really add to that moment and it's going to make that whiskey yeah. taste even better and, and, and go a little farther. But yeah, I, I was hoping we can jump into another one that I haven't had yeah, of yet. Course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I haven't, I haven't had this yet, um, um, but it was, uh, it was you know, a suggestion from our listeners. Um, a lot of, a lot of, some of our listeners are bourbon fans and bourbon people. I don't know if you know much about them, but they, um, something's wrong with them. Um, they have some, they have opinions. <laughs> yeah. I, they have opinions. I, I love bourbon. I'm going to throw do, that too. out there. Of course. And, and it's such a cool, just as a quick side note, I, I appreciate that we talk about bourbon on the podcast. Cause I feel like in a lot of cases, that's an introduction for people to trust us enough to say, oh, yeah. well, what are the scotches that you guys talk about? Maybe I will. I think that works. That. I'm, I'm a yeah. scotch person first. Mm -hmm. I, I've never hid that. But I do like bourbon. If obviously, I mean, the scotch industry obviously needs bourbon for their cast and everything like that. But bourbon people love... The, the, here's their two complaints about scotch. When I hear a bourbon person, you know, deflect when I bring up scotch to them. A, the ABV. B the ABV. That's the two things they hate. Yeah. So when you can go to a bourbon person, in my opinion, you need ABV. You need to say, well, okay, you, they want everything to be cast strength. I'm picking on them a little bit. I'm, be, I'm a little tongue in cheek, but that's what it is. Highland Park came out with a cast strength um, whiskey and uh, 46 point or 63.3% um, is the one I have here. Um, it's the first time I'm having it. I don't, in my opinion, think cast strength I'm a distillate fan. I think a good distillate. I like younger whiskeys because I believe you get a good distillate, distillate feel from a young whiskey. Um, and I think distillate is, is, in my opinion, just as important as a cask, obviously. I mean, a good cask or a bad cask can make or break a whiskey, of course. You know that better than I. But a good distillate is where it's got to start. Here's yeah. the other end of the spectrum. Cast strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but you know you're absolutely right. Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to making whiskey, I would say there's the it, it's it's a very simple uh, thing to be honest. If you make um, a really good spirit and you put it into really good casks, you'll have a fantastic whiskey. If you make a really good spirit and you put it into bad cask, you will end up with a horrible whiskey. You're done. Uh, yeah. So so. Uh, and you're right, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of bourbon as well, and I like bourbon at high strength as well. But I actually also like, uh, you know, now and again, just just something very simple when it comes to bourbon. But um, George T. Stack has always been one of my 
my favorite bourbons mm. and, and of course that's that's pretty strong yeah. but the one you have there is our first release uh, 63.3 and and um is it's quite unique um and I, I and i recommend i always recommend people you know when we try this to to have it at full strength to start mm. with and then from there add the amount of water if they like to add water to it to uh, find their uh, preferable strength because it's um it's what it's made for to um to enjoy it exactly as you want at the strength you want you know that's so, uh, that is not as punchy as i thought it was going to be it's super sweet super that like is, yeah, it's yeah. like concentrated so, goodness marzipan yeah yeah exactly and and that's one of the things as well we we here we're using a good mix of um of cask but predominantly we're using european oak uh, sherry cask so it's 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 all this sweetness that comes from the um, from the european oak and and you know when you nose it it's still pretty much open and you can get all these uh, things that that we normally find at Highland park especially and uh, as you said the sweetness there's some nuttiness some marzipan coming out and then um when when you think now i'm brave enough to 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 taste it at full strength you'll be surprised that it, it's not a knock in your head. It's um, it's very gentle. Dana, um, Dana just said, she, she just mouthed to me, she said, um, I can taste it, I can feel it on my lips and in her yeah. mouth. It's super fatty, super heavy, but it yeah. doesn't it doesn't go down like a cast strength. And, we, and I also love George T. Stagg and, and Stagg Jr. And it's a fatty, yeah. heavy whiskey, but it, it hits you in the it's, back of the throat. It's bold. It's... I, it's funny that you were saying it doesn't hit you over the head, Martin, because I, I was thinking like Perfect. literally a one-two punch of the sweetness mm. and then the cast strength feel. Anytime I taste velvety. a cast strength, yeah, that's a good one. She just said velvety. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that heat, I love that. Um, all right, bear with me. I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent again. Um, when I was in Miami for the first time, I had a mojito that had a sugar cane stir in it, and it was just that compacted sweet fibrous kind of slightly green slightly woody taste to it mm. and the whole idea is that you know you kind of nosh on that stir as you're drinking the mojito to get mm. more of the yeah. the sugar out and the texture again kind of that fibrous sweetness that kind of sticks with you mm. that's what i get when i taste a good cast strength whiskey yeah. and that's what's kind of in the back of my throat right now and yeah it's, to, and that's so well said and that I have to bring barbecue up again. A burnt end, you know, when you get a good piece of barbecue meat and you yeah. get the charred ends of that meat, how that's a very concentrated, heavy flavor. That's what I want a cast strength to be a very yeah. meaty, dark, rich version of everything else in the portfolio. Yeah. And I think chomp on the char, savor and, the fattiness. And I think everyone here that's tasting this, this is our, well, not yours, Martin, but ours first time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Holy shit. I'm blown away. That is yeah. that Bobby, is absolutely Bobby gorgeous. Bobby had a moment at the beginning of this. That is delight. That is no. gorgeous. I expected yeah, it. But, to but, be. But, you know, you and 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 everyone say, well, it's um, before they taste it. You know, there are a lot of people say, well, oh, it's a non-age statement. Uh, it must be young and and so. But but you, you you can feel now it do have some age to it. Uh, otherwise, it will be very very punchy to you. But but. It is a unique one, and, and, and release number two, which was 63.9, uh, so a little bit stronger. 
was exactly uh, exactly the same, just with a little bit more right. American oak uh, influence, and that means a little bit more coconut coming and a little bit more vanilla in the flavors. Absolutely unique as well, and and, and again, brings me to to what I said before. Uh, our master whiskey maker, Gordon Motion, I I I, I do consider him to be a, a genius when it comes to mm. these kind of things. Um, and and very very few people in the industry today knows um, our stock so good uh, as Gordon. You know, he's is 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 really really good. And to put up with something like this, um, you know, sit back and say, well, now we're going to make a cask strength. Uh, this is what I want, and then actually make it. Yeah. Because I remember one of the first meetings we had when we decided to. Um, uh, to make the uh, the castring part of our core range, uh, and and we, we talked about back and forward about how should it be, and and uh, uh, I said, wow, ooh, be you know above sixty percent, that's going to be, and he said not necessarily, and some of the first samples he made where he sent uh, some samples to me, I thought, my God, if that's what it's going to be, it's just yeah. brilliant, and that's what we that's what we see, and and. Uh, you know, believe it or not, but with with a few drops of water, it actually gets better. And even even if you if you if you take it down to approximately the 45-50%, it's just a lot of flavors coming out. There's just so so many flavors coming out. And one of the things you see um, kind of midway adding water to it is that some of the smokiness comes out. But again. The beautiful thing about whiskey is that there's no rules. So if you like it with this mm. fantastic strength, enjoy it that way. I um, I didn't even think, Pete, when we first sipped that. It wasn't even no. in my mind. It was it was all sweetness and caramel yeah, yeah. and all those things. I, I got it, but in like a very high contrasty way. Like like at first it was taking a bite out of a block of marzipan and yeah. I don't use marzipan as a descriptor ever <laughs> but it was like taking a bite out of a block of that and then punch yeah. of a little bit of smoke adding a little bit of water in. now it's like we're painting yeah. with those same flavors instead of the cha-chunk cha-chunk nature of it, it which really, is not a bad thing it's just i agree yeah i couldn't agree more oh no absolutely so yeah martin you talked a little bit you tap danced around the age thing and you know one of the things I like an age statement because it's a good barometer, but it shouldn't be the telltale of a whiskey. And it sounds like you agree. No. We talked, you know, Kilhoman's released a three-year, Milk and Honey released a, you know, thirty a three-year, two-year. There's some newer whiskeys coming out that are releasing young uh, expressions, and that's when we get into the conversation of is it a good distillate and is it a yeah. good barrel with age. And Highland Park is starting to play with. And in the past, I know we've done some non-age statements too. But your cast strength, I you know, I have the uh, Valknut here, which is a non-age. I mean, you can look these things yeah. up, of course. Can you talk us through, in your opinion, how important age statement really is versus how much height? Because again, in the Scotch world specifically, there are people that say if it's under fifteen, I don't even touch it, which is absurd. Yeah. Because Springbank, you know, uh, you hit Boonahabin. Highland Park, there's some 12 years, eight years that are fantastic, but people get caught yeah. up in age. And I think, you know, your opinions on that. Haida, I want to talk to you about whiskey. Please talk to me about whiskey. But not just any whiskey. I want to talk to you about single malt 
Welsh whiskey. Mm. But not just any distillery. I'm talking about Pendaren Distillery. Okay. And they don't have just any team to make their whiskey. Mm. They have an all-female distilling and blending team. I like what I'm hearing. Right? Laura, Bethan, and Ista, three women in charge of producing that whiskey. That is wholly unique within the whiskey industry, at least in the UK. That sounds pretty rad. It's pretty rad. What's even radder, if that's a word, is their whiskeys are delicious. I can make a wonderful highball for you, and you wouldn't even know there's whiskey in there. You'd just say, oh, this is bright and fruity and berry-like. Really? Really, really. Okay. You want to do it now? Sure. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Do you want to say something about the Cast Chasers podcast? You're a proud sponsor of the Cask Chasers podcast? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the, I, I, w- I would put it this way. Um, the, th- the thing about age, it, it, as you say, is it's kind of a good guideline for what to expect. But the thing is, you can't always expect the whiskey to be better. Mm. The only thing you can expect with a higher age is that it's going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically it. Um, and, and I think we have all been there where we have tried a 20, a 25-year-old or a 30, and you have a good sip of it, and you you look at each other and say, really? Was, was that it? Uh, and then, you know, as you mentioned before, <clears throat> you can have an, a 5 or an 80-year-old whiskey and, and where you have a sip of it and you say, is that only 5 or 6 years or 8 years old? Mm-hmm. My God, it's good, yeah? So, uh, and what w- what I like to you know when when I do tastings, um, I like to do quite a lot of blind tastings because people people uh, will be surprised about age, mm. um, and you can have again when when we talk about color, you can find a three or four year old that's dark as night, and you can find a thirty year old which uh, you know looks like it's new make because it's been into bad casks. So. When we talk about non-age statement, um, which is not something new, it's something that's been there for years. Sure. Uh, and 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 probably when whiskey uh, and and malt came out back back in the you know in the days, um, I think it's 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 up to there. There's been as many bad uh, non-age statement whiskeys as there's been age statement whiskeys. But but I think if people uh, give it a chance and they look through what the master blender have done here uh, there's no master blender at all that would you know on purpose make a bad whiskey they will all make something that as good as they possibly can and i do think you'll find more varieties by using non-age statement whiskies uh, i was working with um, with Gordon motion uh, before covid uh, hit us uh, and um I was really surprised looking at some of the things he did where he had five, six-year-old whiskeys, but on the other end, he mixed it with some 20, 25-year-old. And I thought, why? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you do that, you get some of the whiskeys to be, uh, the first thing that will hit you is actually the young cask where you say, oh my God, this has power. And then all this power, what you normally find with, with whiskeys that has a lot of power to begin with, will be that the finish is not very long. But when you use some of the, some, some of the older casks, you'll actually have a whiskey that, boom, gives you power. 
and continue for a long, long time, uh, mm. which is, is, is fantastic. Uh, and I think if if the industry would be a little bit, including ourselves, but if if the whiskey industry would be a little bit more transparent uh, to what kind of casks we have been using, and that doesn't mean that we have to call it a four-year-old or a five-year-old, as long as we write the uh, you know our cask makeup or be more transparent in what we're doing, then I think people would appreciate um, uh, an NAS whiskey more non-age statement whiskey is more. When it comes to that, I, I also think we, we need to, we need to keep the age statement um, as well. But I think there's balance. There should be yeah. There should be space for both yeah. NAS whiskey and age statement whiskies. And for age statement whiskies, I uh, I really hope that everyone in the industry and I do think they they, they will um, will make the things as good as they can. Yeah. One thing we always have to remember, and, and that's one of the things with age statement today, where people always looked in, if you if you go back, let's say 20, 25 years, um, when people talked about age statement, it's nothing to do with age statement uh, when we go back in the days. And that's the question or the comments I often get when we talk about 12-year-old and 18-year-old, I often hear people saying, well, your 12-year-old was not as good as it used to be. Mm. And um, I don't agree with them when, when they say as good because I think the, good, the, the new one is really, really good. It's different. I agree. We, we, all, we all agree of, of that. Whether it's better or if it was worse, we can always talk about that. But if you go back 25 years and when or let's say go let's let's go back to 1978 where we launched the 12 year old for the first time it was not near 12 year old you know the average age of uh, of the 12 year old that time would have been 19 20 years old because we could yeah because we had the cask to make the the best whiskey we possibly could at 12 years um but the whiskey was much older. Um, the same when we launched the 18-year-old in uh, 1997. It was 36 years old. Between 30 and 36 years old was most, most of the cast because we could. As reputation grew for Highland Park, um, we, had, we had, like any other uh, companies, we had to hire something called accountants. <laughs> An accountant. <laughs> accountants hold on, hold on. Look- we gotta we gotta bleep that out. We don't allow curse words on the show. <laughs> no, no, but 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 an accountant wants the best for all distilleries, sure. and of course they look at uh, at a master blend at that time, saying, "Well, when you're making an 18 year old, why are you using 30 or 36 year old cask when we can make so much more money on 36 year old casks?" And 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 that's where, and of course, also through. Um, um, uh, the the the, um, the search after all the cask that became more and more into it and 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 so on we we had to go down in age and it became more towards the twelve and towards the eighteen, um, but we also learned a little bit more about the quality of cask. So mm. looking at that, I think it's it's kind of even out. But it's just to tell that there's there's a reason. There's a reason that all um, whiskey have changed because back in the days we didn't have very few distillery had 
25, 30, 40, 50, 60 year old whiskies. No, they were all focusing about the 12 and 18 until, you know, uh, it became popular and some of the casks came there. So whiskey have changed. And that's mean, that means today when we talk about, uh, and you know, you know by far that I'm not a marketeer, uh, but when we talk about 12 or 18 today, we are talking more about an honest 12, an honest 18 year old, an honest 25 year old, because we are, you know, around the 18 plus two years, and that's it. Yeah, uh, we're not we're not we're not using older casks, and that's where I think it it makes sense to have age statement to say, well, if you taste the uh, 12 year old, if there are some notes there you don't like, it might be that you have to go to the 18 because it gets a little bit more woodiness, it gets a little bit more uh, of, of the flavors there, and we are using a little bit more sherry casks, and that's much easier to explain to people than talking about a non-age statement saying, well, if you don't like the 12 year old, go to the one that has no age. And and here we're talking about new, but I, I do think, I do think that in the whiskey industry and we see the people um, drinking whiskey that they now have tried so many non-age statement whiskeys that are now kind of starting to appreciate or at least give it a chance. Uh, now, but I do agree there there are people that no, I don't drink anything uh, less than 15 or less than 18 or, uh, you know, when I was at the London Whiskey Show, there was a guy coming up saying I don't drink anything less than 30 <sighs> so, well, that's, that's, did, um, did he follow it up by saying it was too uh, pedestrian? Yeah, if he didn't? yeah, that's pedantic <laughs> yeah, no, but, but, yeah. but, but, you know it, it, yeah. and, and that's, I said, well that's a shame for you because, you know wow uh, unless you have a really, really good wallet, uh, there's nothing much for you to taste. Yeah, so. And there can't be that many to be, uh, for those that haven't had a 30-year-old, they're not all good. Or I mean, they're not. I've had, I had a 35-year-old that was, thank God I didn't pay for it because <laughs> it would not have been worth it. You know, Jim McEwen, we, we had the privilege of interviewing him, one of his last interviews um, before he retired. Not that Jim ever retires, but you know, um, yeah. And he said to me, he said, you know, age, an age-stated bottle is a reflection of the of the cask. A non-age statement is a reflection of the blender. And yeah. I think I think to appreciate both is important. I think to see an age, and what a beautiful way you, I, I've never heard it posed like that. You know, a 12-year-old today is, is, a, is a true 12, and to appreciate yeah. it. When I had Kilhoman's, you know, three-year-old whiskey for the first time i'll be honest i and i've always been a proponent of you know age versus not age and in in that conversation but when i had it for the first time internally i was a little worried that this is going to taste like hot water to be honest (laughs) but i've also been have been privileged enough to taste you know hearts off a off a still and a distillate, you know, straight from the still, and and appreciated the grain profile and appreciated the copper and appreciated those things. I was blown away by that Kilhoman because it gave me insight to what the distiller must have tasted as he was, you know, creating this 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 liquid. And then before before he let the barrel do its job because the distiller's not a part of that. You know, that's oh. that's nature. So. I think a younger whiskey gives you the opportunity to stand by the distiller, um, yeah. and, a, and an older whiskey is the opportunity to stand by a barrel pick, essentially, yeah. in my opinion. 
would you i, I assume you agree but no yeah, I, I, yeah. completely completely yeah yeah um but it, it's the same you know we, we often talk about um that there's so many people that after we um we uh, relaunched our single cast program we uh, we see quite a lot of uh, highland park fans that uh, probably won't ever buy a, a, a core range bottle but go more to our single cask program and find these single cask all around the world um because they're all different mm. and as i said to them you know this oh my god man this is this is a fantastic single cask how did you do that and i said we we, we didn't we filled the casks and then we waited 15 years <laughs> in nature uh, yeah right so, so so to be honest with you if you take the new 15 year old and you take the um um the single cask at 15 the 15 is all about skills when it comes to the 15 year old the single cask is all about luck and praying to the man above come on make it good mm-hmm. um and and you know it doesn't take a lot of skills uh, to know single cask and to find out well this is quite unique this is really good let's bottle that so, so single cask is unique because they're all different. But it's not about having a good master blender. The 15-year-old is, or as you mentioned before, non-age statement whiskey, that's yeah. good. That's a blender yeah. uh, decision. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it strikes me that, you know, in some of those instances, it may be, to your point, more about luck. But at the same time, there's, there's definitely a sense of purpose. And I, I think that's unavoidable. So if you're... You know, if prayers to the man above come true, if, you know, you cross your fingers and spin around three times and land with a good cask and, you know, luck ensues, that's excellent. But uh, I I think it's always so interesting to get the stories and the perspectives of the people that start that process. Because, again, the purpose is what drives them to to happen on that luck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, but I I agree that it's, it's always good to see where, you know, uh, where people came from, and, and we, uh, I've, I've been, you know, lucky enough to follow people uh, on on whiskey journeys as well, where they started, and and uh, it's it's fun to see people now. Now we had two blends. Uh, now we're going to more, and we never return to blends again, or we never return to mm-hmm. to door range and these kind of things. And we always have to, you know, what I always love, and, and we talked about it as well, a little bit about Highland Park uh, traditions and going back to how it used to be. I think everyone have now and again when we, you know, when we drink whiskey and we are uh, blessed with 25-year-old Highland Park or whatever it can be, now and again we have to look in the mirror and say, oh, where do we start? Did we start with a Grants? Did we start with a Ballantine? Go back and just remember where where did we start? You know what? Where did whiskey start? And um, I had I had a fun thing uh, going on. I was in in um, in London recently uh, and uh, did a tasting for some bar staff there. And uh, we started out with the twelve year old, and they looked at me and said. You know what? It's actually quite amazing, but it's been so so long since we tried that because there's been so much, so many new Highland Park that came out, and 
other things. Uh, and for them, it was just good to go back. You know, they, they sold a lot of 12-year-olds. So did. I was doing Royal Mile whiskey uh, in Edinburgh as well. And uh, they had the 12-year-old. They were, they were so surprised about the quality because they just they just handed over the desk and said, yeah, it's a good whiskey, fantastic. But it's it, it was years ago since they actually went back to basic and started, you know, t- trying the uh, 12-year-old. So going that way and now and again say, well, we don't have to taste 25, 30, 40, or even 50-year-old as, as we have as well. Uh, let's go back and, 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 and try 10 or 12, and this is where we start, or even blends. And um, uh, it's, it's some, some of these things that I want, you know, I, I'm in, in the lucky position to, uh, to train our brand ambassadors also in the U.S., and they are all fantastic. Um, have a fantastic team there as well, but they are soon coming over to to Orkney on um, kind of a mini boot camp, and we have to show them around. And one of the things I want them to try there is simply, you know, you, you need to try the new make to see where everything starts. You know, you know, here, here we have the beginning um, before it goes into the oak, and then we can start talking about where it goes. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, they, they will think that our matured whiskies will be better than our core range, or than our new make, sorry, than our new make. Um, otherwise, we are in deep trouble again. So, uh, <laughs> but but that, I think people now and again need to go back to basic. Remember where it all came from. And I can promise you, the whiskies you enjoy today will be so much better uh, if you go back and see, well, where did I actually start yeah. my whiskey career? Uh, how did I enjoy? Was that with um, with uh, Ballantine? Was that with uh, Famous Grouse? All fantastic blends, just a different way. And let's start there. And then just have a 12-year-old Highland Park next to it and see the difference and uh, start there. I think... I uh, think- Martin, I couldn't agree more. We have two cast chaser. We have a, a there's a bar um, called McGregor's, and then here at the State Theater, we have a cast chasers bar. Our our studio is in the um, upstairs of the theater that Katie owns, and we have a cast chasers picks. And every member of cast chasers on this bar, and it's a it's like a setup, you know, dedicated to the cast chasers. Um, we have each one of us have chosen. We picked a whiskey that we re- we want to represent as our palate and we've all picked something different and they're all amazing whiskeys um and we all have different you know palettes you know my wife's a big compass box fan she's a she's a true fan mm. of blends and and i i i appreciate that of her and you know lagavulin's and lafroigs and you name it it's out there um but mine is the 12 year Highland Park and that's what i tell people yeah. that's where i say yeah. start because if you're going to st- if you're going to get on the ladder you got to you got to if you're going to get on a ladder, you have to you have to get on the first rung first, and you have to yeah, test yeah, it yeah. and see if you like it. And I think that's important. So I always start people at twelve if if I'm talking yeah. Highland Park. So brilliant, man. As we, dude, I could sit here. We have one, two, three, four, five Highland Parks of my fifty um, that I probably own. I just want to give a shout out to the Viking Heart, the new fifteen, beautiful ceramic bottle. Yeah. Um, cast drink, which was my first time having it with you. Um, gorgeous, full volume, probably one of my favorites. I'm a huge, I have a um, Orkney um, 
is it an exclusive malts? It's an IB, independent bottle, an Orkney 17. I assume I know where that's from. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, wink, wink, nod, nod. You don't have to answer that. Um, Highland Park uh, Valknut here, which is, uh, which is gorgeous as well and very affordable. And, of course, um, my gorgeous baby here that's almost gone and which i will be yeah. buying another one um highland park 25 um and then i have so many more at home martin it's it's been more than a pleasure to have you on you represent a distillery I, when i ask them you, if you look at pictures cast chasers of us at events i'm always wearing a highland park pen i'm a true fanboy. i'm not ashamed to admit it it is you guys do an amazing job you men and women yeah, at the well, distillery and, so and I'm actually coming to the states. Um, uh, yeah, you're, next week. Yeah. So, well, there we go. Well, I'm on the East Coast, yeah. so if you're in the Philly, Baltimore, yeah. DC area, New York area, I know. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm going to start out in Texas, then San Francisco, and then LA for now, and then uh, yeah. we um, we are going to make plans for me to come back. So you know, hopefully, yeah, I'll meet you. I meet you face to face, and we can share. Yeah. Not just not just one dram, but a, a, a couple. Few. I, uh, I, I yeah. I couldn't ask for a better a better uh, opportunity, but um, it, it would be my pleasure. I you're, can tell you, so. you're amazing. You're a true. You're a true. Uh, you're a true. You know, patriot of the Highland Park brand. So um, they, they're lucky to have you. Um, so you. that's it. Um, you know, you're 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 a humble man. But is there anything you want to pitch before we let you go? Any any you know, where can we follow you? Where can people see more? You know, of you Highland Park merchandise, anything like that. Yeah, well, we have um, we, we have of course a Highland Park website, uh, and if people haven't signed up for our inner circle, I, I definitely uh, would yep. say sign up. There will be um, when we have people gathered, you know, in, in the different locations, we will do um, inner circle tastings and events and these kind of things as well. If you uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on Facebook, uh, Martin Marquardt, Highland Park Senior Brand Ambassador. Go in there, follow me around the world. It's quite boring, but you, uh, I, 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 I promise terrible. you, <laughs> I, I, I promise you, it's nice pictures. And um, uh, but besides that, uh, look um, look out for new things uh, from Highland Park. Yeah, we'll have a new cask string coming out uh, during summer. When it hits the stage, I, I, I I'm sure. Uh, um, will be um, old Highland Parks coming out very soon um, and of course our single cask uh, project is still um, still on the move so there will be something else as well and then you know if I could I would invite you all to Orkney but if you ever make it to Scotland take a few days, go up north, come and see our distillery. Um, it will take you back in time. It will take you back to 1798. Uh, and if I'm there, I'll promise you a fantastic tour. And so will our team up there as well. Wonderful. So thank you very much. No, thank, thank you. And, and one last piece. Um, for anybody out there, the listeners, um, and we're, we're, we're global, Martin, so this is going all over the world. Um, if you don't like Highland Park, um, Martin is a professional, was a professional fighter, so I think he'll, uh, I think, I think, I think he'll take. If you if you have anything negative to say about Highland Park, uh, you can find him and he'll take care of you. Um, and if he can't, yeah, I will. Well, so no, I'm just kidding. I'm no, kidding. Uh, you're yeah, a big guy, no, man. So yeah. Um, but no, man. Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, it, this has you. been more 
above and beyond what I expected and keep making amazing, amazing liquid. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. For Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. All right, Chasers, that'll do it for now. If this was your first time tuning in, what took you so long? All jokes aside, we're so happy to welcome you to the Cast Chasers family, and we definitely hope you'll come back for more next week. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, in short, wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers. You can even join our Facebook group for bonus points. And if you want even more Cast Chasers, check out our website, castchasers.org, for show notes, Cast Chaser swag, and more. Until next time you join us, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase.